Well, hello, City First Church. Welcome everyone who is watching today. I want to say a huge shout out to all of those who are watching online, including our Spring Creek and our Stateline locations, our Cape Coral crew who are meeting in person and God behind bars. We are cheering for you. We love you guys. You know, if you're new here to City First Church, you are our honored guest. We are so glad that you are joining us today. And I want you to know something about us, okay? That we are just a bunch of normal, everyday people who have met Jesus, the Son of God, who came down to this earth to show us how deeply our Creator our Heavenly Father wanted to be in relationship with us. And then get this, okay? He took all of our mess ups. He took all of our failures and our mistakes, big and small and everything in between, and He forgave them all. He took our old life and He gave us a new one. And all we had to do was accept His love and forgiveness and make Him the leader of our lives. And now we're here learning how to be more like Him. And we're trying to tell as many people as possible about His goodness and His love. And that's why we're here today. So before we head in to the rest of our time today, I wanna just pray and invite God into these next few moments as we open up His Word, His message to us to learn and to grow in our faith. So let's pray together, okay? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much, God, that you care so deeply about us, that you wanted to communicate with us and you gave us your word. So we pray in these next few moments that as we lean in, Lord God, with expectation and a heart to learn and grow, God, that you would speak to our hearts. God, we love you. We thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, here we are, right? We are in this series called Who Needs Church? And we're talking about the importance of this movement called the church, who it's for and why it's central to our faith. I mean, why does the psalmist talk about being planted in the house? Why does scripture talk about not forsaking the gathering of God's people? See, even though this looks a little different right now, it is important. So why is it important? And who is it for? So for today's message, I want us to open up our Bibles. Uh, it can be your electronic Bible. It can be your paper Bible. I want you to open to Matthew chapter 7, okay? And we're going to be looking at verses 24 through 27. I want to give you a little background before we start reading, okay? Jesus has just preached, okay, right as we're getting ready to read this, Jesus has just preached the most famous of all sermons ever in the history of the world, okay? It's called the Sermon on the Mount. And the four verses that we're about to read are his wrap-up story, okay? Like the keys would have started playing underneath him, and this would have been his wrap-up story, his final thoughts, his exclamation point on his incredible teaching that was filled with wisdom and truth, and aha moments. And then he goes into these four verses, verses 24 through 27. It says this, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, 
like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. What a metaphor, right? What a closing story. Now in this passage, Jesus is talking about how to build our lives well. This right here is why we do this right here, this meeting, this cracking open the word of God and learning to grow. This is why we do this, because we want to know how to build our lives well. It's important to note something here, okay, is that Jesus, I love this, Jesus knew how to build. Do you know that he was a carpenter? Before he was a formal teacher, a rabbi, he worked the family trade, carpentry. Now listen, if I'm going to build my life, I'm going to want someone who knows how to build to teach me. And so a carpenter and the son of God is a good choice, right? To teach us how to build. You know, not everyone knows how to build well. Let me show you what I mean. Here's a couple of pictures. These people, they did not know how to build well. What were they thinking, right? Next. Okay, here. These people right here. All right, we kind of were off by just a few feet, right? And this. This is bad, guys. This is really bad. How did you build that much and get to that point and realize that this was just not going to work? And lastly, okay, I want you guys to notice the railroad tracks. Okay, the railroad tracks. You guys, how we build, right, is important. As evidenced right here, there's different ways to build, right? There's we can build wisely or we can build foolishly. So to learn how to build wisely, we're going to dive into this story and do a little compare and contrast, right, for all of my English lovers out there. So what is similar about our builders? Well, first of all, the first similarity is this. Both people set out to build a house. Both people set out to build a house. The wise and the foolish both set out to build something. And Jesus here isn't referring to just a physical house, okay? When you look up the meaning of house in scripture, it can refer to a number of different things. It can refer to a life. It can refer to a family. It can refer to a legacy or a family lineage like the house of David uh, in scripture. It can refer to a church. It can refer to a community or even a government. So the word house in scripture can mean all of those things. See, these two people, they wanted to build something. And I would venture to say that in our lives, we all desire that, right? I mean, I want you to raise your hand if you want to build. I see that hand. Actually, I don't, but it's okay, all right? <laughs> but really, I would say that the vast majority of us, we want to build our family, right? We want to build our life. We want to have strong families and lives. You know, it's our desire as your pastors to build a church, a healthy church, where people are finding faith, where they're growing spiritually, where they're taking their next steps on their journey with Jesus. And then I hope this, that we would desire as people 
to build our communities where we live and work. So our first similarity is they both wanted to build a house. The second similarity is this, is that both people heard the teachings of Jesus. In the story, both people, both builders heard the teachings of Jesus. This is not a story about one person who heard Jesus and one person who didn't, okay? It's not a story of one person who was listening to the Sermon on the Mount and another one who had decided to stay home that day. No, they both are hearing what Jesus had to say. And I hadn't really seen this before in this passage, that they both are hearing the message of Jesus. I always thought that the two builders were in two totally different categories. One was a follower of Jesus and hearing his words, and the other builder just wasn't, but they're not. So Jesus is speaking to people who are active listeners to the message active listeners to the message. They're both sitting in church or right now in their living rooms listening to the message, okay? They're both reading the stories of Jesus in the Bible. They're both listening to teachings. They're both singing in worship. Essentially, he's nicely letting people who are listening to the Sermon on the Mount and then nicely letting us know, those who read the scriptures, know that we are going to fall into two categories, wise or foolish. They have a choice, and we have a choice. So our first two similarities, they both want to build, and they're both hearing the message, right? So lastly, the last similarity is this, is that both people experienced a storm. Both people experienced a storm. Have you guys ever been in a bad physical storm? Have you ever been in a really terrible storm, right? What do you do? You honker down, okay? We had a tornado a few weeks ago here at the Spring Creek location. And I actually wasn't here. I was home with uh, Connor and Paxton. We were in our basement. And Jer and Caden were here with the staff. And a bunch of them were down in, in the basement of the church. But then Jer, of course, being the fearless leader he is, was out looking at the storm as it was rolling in. And he's standing there looking. And he tells the story about how all the trees were kind kind of like just really moving and moving and moving and it got dark all of a sudden then all of a sudden he saw the trees instead of moving they just went like this it's like a crazy wind came and what did he say to himself it's time to go downstairs it's time to hunker down right see a violent storm came and when a violent storm comes we like we'd like to have something that we are holding strong to now storms in scripture can be a metaphor for times of difficulty, for grief, for despair, for hardship. And here's a newsflash, okay? Storms will come. Life will not always be easy. Some storms you're going to see coming on the radar, right? <laughs> or off on the horizon. You can see them coming. Others will be pop-up storms. All of our Florida people know about the pop-up storms, right? They come out of nowhere. And you're sent running for shelter, right? Isn't it interesting that these two were active listeners to Jesus and both wanted to build, yet a storm came? If anyone has ever told you that sitting under the teachings of Jesus would bring you a life of ease, a storm-free life, they were wrong. 
There's even a story found in the same book of Matthew where Jesus gets in a boat with his disciples and says, hey, let's go to the other side. And when they're halfway across the Sea of Galilee, a violent pop-up storm whips up and the disciples are so scared, they think they're going to die. Jesus, you guys, is out cold in the middle of all of the crazy. I guess Jesus liked to sleep in storms, right? <laughs> How many of you like to sleep in thunderstorms? Well, this must have been Jesus, okay? He's, he's out like a light. And his disciples frantically wake him up. And then he calms the storm. You guys, Jesus got in the boat with them to go to the storm. And he asked his disciples, where is your faith? Like, where is it at? See, Jesus didn't cause the storm, but he allowed it and he used it to reveal what was in the hearts of the disciples. In fact, it's the storm that reveals how the two different people from our story are different. It reveals how they're different. It's not until the storm that we see who built their house well and who didn't. See, storms have a way of revealing our foundation. Their foundations were different, right? One was solid bedrock and the other was sand. Now, if you talk to someone who builds either homes or buildings, they'll tell you that the foundation, what you build on is the most important thing, right? I mean, have you ever seen one of those huge skyscrapers in a big city? When you stand at the base, right, and you're looking up, you feel as small as an ant compared to the height of the building. Well, what you see, right, the tall building is supported by what you don't see. And it's supported by what you're standing on. Before they ever started building upwards, they built deep into the ground. In some cases, hundreds of feet. Because the foundation, you guys, gives the support to the building. A good foundation takes this, a lot of effort to build. You have to choose your plot of land carefully. You have to dig deep, way past the sediment to find the bedrock. It's dirty. It's costly. It takes time. Everybody say time, time. It takes effort. See, the wise builder is still digging his foundation deep into the bedrock, while the foolish builder is probably all finished. And since he built on sand, right, it probably looked like he had beachfront property, okay? Beachfront property. You know, our wise builder is still digging deep. And the foolish builder is having a party on the beach. It looks like, look at, I'm all done. It's good. It's done. But guess what? A storm was coming. So now that we've had a little mini lesson, okay, on building and the importance of foundations, you're probably asking yourself, well, hopefully you're asking yourself this question. How do I build my life well? How do I be the wise and not the foolish builder in this story? I think if we were all honest, we would say, when storms come, I want my house to remain standing. I want to be on a solid foundation. Well, Jesus tells us that there's just one difference in the two. Just one difference in the two. One actually did what Jesus said, and the other didn't. See, Jesus says it in the passage, verse 24. It says, anyone who listens to my teaching and 
follows it is wise. Everybody say follows it. Follows it is wise. Verse 26 says, anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish. So let's just look at that, okay? Listen plus obey equals a wise builder. Listen plus don't obey equals the foolish builder. So whoever hears Jesus's words and does them, follows them, obeys them, will be wise and what he builds will last. How amazing, right? What a promise. It sounds easy enough, right? And in an honest moment, I think we all know that hearing and knowing is way, way easier than doing. It's kind of like going to the gym, right? Or eating healthy. We all know that it's easier to know than to do. And it's true when it comes to our faith as well. See, it's in the action, in the following through, in putting feet to our faith, where the strength and the power to withstand comes from. This is what Jesus is trying to communicate to us through the story. See, if we want our lives, our families, our church, our communities, our governments to be strong and movable, Jesus and what he says just can't be an add-on. An add-on. It has to be what we build our lives on. So why is it so hard to obey what Jesus said? And what did he say? Why is it so hard? Well, I think... To really understand this, we have to look at what Jesus asks us to do. I want you to remember this, that in this passage that we just read, that Jesus just got done, right? Preaching his most famous sermon ever. So I want us to look at some of the things that Jesus talked about in that sermon. He says things like this, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. And pray for those who persecute you. Is that easy? No, that's hard. He said, lay up treasures in heaven, not on earth. He's saying, listen, invest in what's going to be eternal, not just stuff that's going to last here. He says things like this. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. <laughs> wow. So not easy, right? He says things like seek first the kingdom of God. Don't seek your own well-being. Don't seek all the things you want, but seek first the kingdom of God. He says, how you judge others is how you will be judged. Ouch, right? He says, give to the needy. He says, do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. And that right there, you guys, is just the one sermon that he spoke. It's just the one sermon that he spoke. Jesus also said things like, hey, listen, you know what? I want you to take up your cross daily and I want you to follow me. That means that we die daily. We die daily. See, these are just a few of the things that Jesus said. And that's why it's so easy to just make Jesus an add-on, just an add-on. See, we like the scriptures, right, that say God is love. We love those. 
And he is, you guys, which is why he shares this story with us. But what Jesus is saying in this passage on building is that wise builders take what Jesus says and then make it their foundation. It's not just an add-on. They listen and then they follow or obey what he says to do. You know, obedience is not a popular, fun, exciting word, right? <laughs> Ask your kids. They don't think obedience is a fun, popular, exciting word. And the actual building of something isn't necessarily fun and exciting either, right? It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of investment. It takes a lot. And that's why sometimes it's easier just to listen and not do. Some of you today, you know that God has been asking you to obey him in an area. You've heard his word. You've been listening. And he's whispered something to your heart. And now he's saying, listen, I want you to act on it. I want you to be a wise builder, not a foolish builder. You know, he may have asked some of you to start loving that one neighbor or that coworker. You know, that one that's hard to love. You know, that one neighbor who doesn't take care of their lawn and their teenage kids are throwing parties that drive you crazy. And they're just, you know, they're just on your nerves. Maybe you, you've, been, uh, you've been driving by that house and the Spirit of God has whispered to your heart, start loving them. Be a wise builder. Some of you, Jesus has asked you to forgive that person who hurt you deeply. Forgive them. And you're like, Ugh, but that's hard to do. And Jesus is saying, listen, if you will do these things, you will be a wise builder. You will build a life, a family that will be desired. It will be built on bedrock. Some of you, God is asking you to take that next step of generosity and you have dug your heels in and you have said, no, no, God, that's too much. And he's saying, hey, listen, I want you to be a wise builder. I want your foundation to be strong. So do what I'm asking you to do. Become that generosity rock star. Begin to tithe. <laughs> Maybe he's asking some of you to join a life group. Because you need to be surrounding yourself with like-minded people who are following Jesus. Today's your day. This is your take that step day. That's your start building today. Some of you, he said, listen, I want you to start praying and reading your Bible every day. I want you to have a strong foundation, Jesus is saying. I want when the storms of life come, which hello, we're living in one right now. And it's not too late to start building a foundation right now. Do you guys know that? If you will start doing what Jesus said, start listening and doing what he asked you to do, you will see that the foundation of your life will, will begin to become solid. It will begin to withhold and withstand the storms that come your way. I think we all want to have a life that can withstand storms. So let's start building well now, you know, building something that is strong, it's not going to happen overnight, you guys, but we start 
day by day, step by step, brick by brick, choice by choice. And when that happens, you will begin to build something. You will begin to be a wise builder. You know, some of you who are watching today, at the very beginning, I talked about how a bunch of us who are watching right now, you know, and at Cape, God behind bars that we've met Jesus and he's completely changed our life. We just decided to say, hey, listen, we're tired of building on sand. We want to build on a solid foundation. And if that is you today and you say, listen, I want to make Jesus the leader of my life. I want to receive that forgiveness that you talked about, Jen. Well, today can be your day. It can be your first step in being a wise builder. So I'm going to take just a second and I'm going to pray for you. And I would love to have you join me in this prayer. It's going to be a simple prayer, but it is a powerful prayer. And it'll be a, a prayer that can change the rest of the trajectory of your life. So why don't you go ahead and pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the message of Jesus. I thank you for your heart to want me to be a wise builder. Today I choose to receive the forgiveness of God and receive the new life that you have for me. I confess my sins, the areas that I have done wrong, and I choose to receive your forgiveness and love today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, that is the best decision you could ever make. And someone after we wrap up this part is gonna come up and talk to you about a resource that we have because we would love to come alongside you as a church family in this decision that you just made. For the rest of us, I want to just challenge you. I wanna challenge you. Where has God been asking you to start building well? What has the Holy Spirit whispered to your heart? And maybe you've just dug your heels in and you're like, mm, maybe I'm like, I want to be sure that that's God. Well, today, this is your blessed assurance is that God is asking you to step into some things, not because he wants something from you, but because he wants you to have your life built on a firm foundation that no matter what happens, you are strong, you are secure, you are full of hope, you are full of strength when everybody else is being washed away. So my prayer and my challenge to you is that you would take the next step. Take that brick, build it day by day, and let's see what God does. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word which reveals your heart for us, God, that you want for us, you desire for us to be wise builders. So I pray that you would give us the courage and the strength today to begin building by listening and obeying what you're asking us to do. It's gonna be different for every single person who is listening today. God, we pray that you would give us the strength to do what you're asking us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Men. We love you, church. Have an amazing week, and we will see you next week.